This is a podcast from Rover. The Morning Rumble Catch-Up Podcast. We love that song. We love the D4. Jimmy Christmas from the D4. He joins us in studio Yo! this morning. Good morning. Good morning. So Thank good you. to see you, Jimmy. It's been a while. First things first, though. Do you love Christmas? It's like less than two months now to Christmas. Your last day is Christmas. Do you love Christmas? I love Christmas. Well, I can understand your enthusiasm. I used to be pretty um, blasé about Christmas as a youngster because yeah. I had the split family thing, yeah, you know, where it was like Christmas at your mum's, Christmas at your dad's, yeah. and it was all just a load of crap, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I struggled with it, um, but now I've now I've got kids and that Christmas is at our place, um, uh, yeah, fantastic. Thanks love, so love much it. for coming in, Jimmy Christmas. <laughs> awesome. It's a pleasure. We celebrate it. Has Jimmy Christmas ever been Father Christmas? I've just got one more oh, Christmas yeah, question. True, true. Well, I am always Father Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever dressed up years. as Father Christmas, <laughs> given that you're... No, I haven't never, never done <laughs> that. No, all right, man. The, that window of opportunity is still open. Yeah, It's funny, because we celebrated well Miles did yeah. uh, two months till Boxing Day on yeah. October 26th but yeah. that's also the 21st anniversary of your first album which is amazing which is why you're in here 620 uh, so that's amazing and w- because of this what are you doing next year? Okay so yeah the um, album's being released on vinyl um, right. as the anniversary and then to support that we're back um, on tour from in March through March next year. How so, good. so you're doing as a uh, one of these tours when you're doing the whole album, playing the whole album, and then some other stuff, or just mixing it up. Oh, actually, that's a good point. I think. I mean, we'll definitely play the album. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some. Yeah. Sure. Ha- however, we, but we, I don't think we've decided how we'll how yeah. we'll present it. Jimmy Christmas, feel free to tell Roger to mind his own business. <laughs> he, he's got no right asking you these sorts of personal <laughs> questions so early in an interview. Well, I think, right, frankly, I won't have that from you. What a grunge. Look, it does cr- it does crystallise the thinking, Roger. <laughs> yeah. It's a question that needs to be answered <laughs> yeah. at some point, doesn't it? So well, you know, you, you, you brought it up. He's a rock and roll star, man. He hasn't <laughs> thought about what a set list is in months. <laughs> um, oh, when I say rock and roll star, yeah. I mean that with absolute yeah. genuineness. We've That's spoken about you fondly many times over many years, but there will be a generation of young rock listeners who are not yet acquainted with you, and that's why yeah. it's our pleasure to have you back in the studio yeah. um, to you know talk about this D4 album because it's greatness in terms of New Zealand rock and roll. I mean it. Like, you could have just as easily been one of those big other bands that went, you know, through the stratosphere in the world. Like, a lot of things are a game of chance and all that. But for a while there, you were huge right across in the UK, Japan, everywhere. You're on the Letterman show. For this generation who don't know you, when we talk about this debut album, um, 620, what are some of your lasting memories of that time in 2001 or two, what it was? Yeah. um, Thank you, first of all. Very humbling. Um, I think the the memory for me was just an experience that sort of stopped. I found something actually. We're going through, we're going through um, a bunch of you know accoutrements uh, and bits and pieces and paraphernalia because yep. a friend of ours, John Baker, who was very instrumental in um, helping us out in the early days, has got a a record shop in Titarangi called Daddy Longlegs, and 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 as part of the uh, release thing, he's doing a little D four museum. You know, oh, in, cool. a, in his shop, which is which is Great. cool. Yeah. So we're fosking through bits yeah. and pieces, going, "Hey, what can we put in the museum?" And finding like the original demo tape that Dion gave me when we first met, and you know, uh, all those sort of early pieces, the record contract we signed with Flying Nun, 
And I found a piece of paper, and it's uh, like a little diary that I'd written. And it's we were arriving in Japan in 2000, which was just sort of around the time when the album was coming out. And I was writing something about watching TV, not understanding it, but really loving it anyway. Japan's fantastic. This mm. feels like the start mm. of something, and I'm glad it can start here. And that gave me, it was like, oh, wow, because that was kind of what it felt like. It, it began there, and then it just continued and continued and continued. We ended up going to South by Southwest festival um in 2000 and then we never came home you know we yeah when we were on tour and in, in america we got a call from paul mckessa who'd gone to um had gone to england to um infectious records who signed us while we were in in america and then suddenly we instead of going home from america we were going to england to start touring with fu manchu and then we toured with fu manchu and then we got signed somewhere and then just it became this progressive and how old are you at this time like yeah, you, you live in you live in a young rock and roll mm, star's dream mm, at that mm. point. Yeah, I think twenty, you know, mid twenties yeah. or something. And yeah, um, it, yeah just because I just remember that that feeling of coming up and, and the, all these new experiences and um, bigger stages, bigger crowds, uh, meeting heroes like people that I'd never imagined. I mean, one day I'm we're doing some radio stuff in um, in the UK and we're going. The, a person was with us saying, right, right, we're going around the corner now to do Radio 6. Um, you've got an interview with uh, Bruce Dickinson. And I'm, oh, wow. I'm saying, Bru- <laughs> wow. Sorry, Bruce Dickinson? She's, yeah, it's like Iron Maiden, Bruce yeah. Dickinson. The Iron Maiden one. Iron Maiden <laughs> one. <laughs> and she said, yeah, he's got a radio show on Radio 6. And oh, then suddenly man. I'm sitting there and Bruce Dickinson's going, oh, I love your tune. I love your song, man. You guys are really great. Tell me, you know, tell me about your band. I'm just going, oh, man. The, yeah. What the yeah. Fuck? yeah. And um, <laughs> we had Beaver, the drummer, was back um, – at the at the gig, we were playing a gig that night, and I said to Bruce Dickinson, who's a lovely man, and I said, "Look, would you mind ringing Beaver to, uh, you know, to wish him well for the gig?" He said, "No problem." So we're getting Beaver's number, and he just could hear it. And he goes, "Hi, Beaver. This is Bruce Dickinson from Iron Man." So Beaver's going, "Fuck off." <laughs> I go, no, 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 really, it's Bruce Dickinson. I just, I'm here with, I'm here with the boys and stuff. And then all Bruce I can hear, is, and I just hear Beaver pinging off the wall. So that's so good. That's yeah. so awesome, man. Moments like that, it was just, yeah. it was just insane. You would have been in that what, like twenty odd years ago. Every morning, did you go to like an internet cafe, open up your hotmail, and go, "What's yeah. in my inbox this morning? Yeah. <laughs> Where are we going next? Yeah, like, great. what's who wants us next?" Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, it yeah. was it was a lot like that. We got signed to some um, really good management companies, and then it just found ourselves in America, mm-hmm. getting signed to record labels there and yeah, then cool. TV shows and then we're in the limo to the Letterman show going and Bill Cosby was the host of the Letterman show wow, what a letdown uh, what <laughs> a letdown not for you your, but for, uh, your album has aged a lot better than Bill Cosby <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yeah. It, I remember Bryce saying this actually because well, I've known the story that uh, you're thinking it's Dave Letterman it's Bill Cosby because Dave's away on holiday or something, he was but, ill he was ill uh, yeah. yeah and but Bill Cosby was a real dickhead well, yeah, he he um, he let us down. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Like he let a lot of people down. Yeah, um, exactly. I always knew he was a wrong one. But he yeah. get, he didn't yeah. give you guys the right intro. That no, he, he, he was doing he was doing some gag. The story is he was doing some gag that night yeah. about not he was hosting and like he didn't know what he was doing and pretended yeah, to be yeah. asleep and they yeah. held up the, yeah. the thing. But anyway, we t- we tore it isn't up anyway. You can check out the, you can check out the performance. That he was pretending to be asleep, isn't it? Just isn't it? <laughs> Jimmy Christmas, uh, who by the way does love Christmas. Miles did ask him, uh, is <laughs> back that with box us. Off, actually, yeah, it's great. I, I've always wanted to know. <laughs> From the D four, and the great news is uh, you're back on the road, Mark. Uh, March and it is March, all of March. Yeah, March next year, the 621 tour with the D4. Jimmy, thanks for sticking around. Mm, Was it D4? Because I know you're off. I mean, we, no, I'm not. 
we toured together with Luger Boa. When you're right. That's right, we did see that. <laughs> Unbelievable. But Once again, the... mate, can I? Yeah. Bryce coming early on, and <laughs> I'm with Bryce. In the series, two, a series no, of gigs I'm, together with Roger, uh, Luger Boa. Once, for the back. second time, mate, I won't have that from you. Um, was here we are. We're, we're celebrating Jimmy. He's a Jimmy's great time. guy. One of New Zealand's finest rock stars, and, mm. and you had mm. to go and make it about I, you and I your did, tour. I'm sorry. Was the D4 sorry, your first band? It wasn't my first band. It we started um, yeah, a bunch of bands actually um, yeah. on the North Shore. You know, yeah. trying to kick it out and figure out us and you know all sorts of sort of uh, random arrangements until things started getting sort of serious. You know, and I bumped into Dion. I had a band. I was in a band called The Goodies actually, and. We played a gig with nothing at all, which was Dion's um, band, yeah, um, with um, Paul and Tony, at the Takapuna War Memorial Hall. Wow! And that, which evolved into a riot. Uh, there was uh, <laughs> helicopters wow. and riot squads and two hundred and fifty kids <laughs> packed into this. <laughs> Amazing! Yeah, it was pretty fantastic. There was a period there where we could put on, um, you, you know, DIY shows in the town in the in the little community halls that were around yes. the North Shore. You know, yeah. I remember doing a couple in Glenfield yeah. and all over the place. And this Takapuna one, I think, shut down that uh, for quite a while. That's wow, <laughs> so really? if not if not for good, actually. You ended it. The goodies ended it. Yeah, well, we were part of it. There was, yeah. but I think we were probably this, yeah the entry level. But um, and at that point, I saw what you know. I was really drawn to what um, Dion was doing, and and nothing at all. And then so started gravitating towards the um, the group of musicians sort of playing out of a place called Frisbee, which was like a musical collective. And then as time progressed, Dion, uh, nothing at all finished. And he was in a band called Snitches for a bit. I was doing other stuff. And then he, he, one day we you know got to a party and we were at loose ends. And yeah, got voila, loose. And we got loose. Thank you. So, so, to speak. Is, <laughs> so is to speak. is D4 named after Dion then? Uh, I think D4 was a collective kind of idea at the time. Yeah, like I, I, I think... Back, John Baker um, named D4. Yeah. Yeah. And then we didn't have a name. And then it stuck. And it then stuck. people asked us, used to ask us what, what, you know, what it meant. Yeah. So we had all these ideas yeah. about, you know, <laughs> something that you got out of brothel. Or <laughs> the ward that um, Dion's dad was incarcerated in. Or, yeah. you know, we had a whole bunch of them. We thought we were being clever by sort of like coming up with these ideas, but it became an absolute rod for our own back because every time we had an interview, of someone course. would go, yeah. you know, yeah. we heard this, we heard that, we heard this, we heard that. What's the real thing? And here we, we are 20 years later doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> So you're back on the road, and I don't know if you've heard of Casey Mulligan Management. You of probably he has. you probably haven't. Well, I think I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's one of the great management companies in up, New Zealand. Up, up, mm. up and coming, up yeah. and coming. Uh, nah, been here, done that. Oh, right, right, like right, it. Right, um, yeah. Now we've got an idea. Me and Andrew Mulligan are unashamedly D4 fans. Anytime yeah, yeah. we have the big countdowns, you know, the Rock 2000, you know because I, I message you. I, I do know. It's when you it. hear from me every year. <laughs> Anytime we give away a prize yeah. watch. We use the song we'll the to celebrate song. it. Great song. Yeah. Mel's pretty much every year has what I want in his picks. Love that song. I saw that and I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah man, it's cool. Thank you. Um, you guys are cool. So now we've got an idea for one night and one night only. In your opening weekend, we're thinking Casey Mulligan Management comes on show, uh, comes on tour, and we're your management. <laughs> All right. We sort everything for you, man. We're your management. <laughs> yep. It starts and stops with Casey Mulligan Management. Mm. All right. We are, for one night and one night mm, only, mm. part of the D4. Uh, what are your thoughts? I, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I'm a little trepidatious, and I'll tell you for why, Bryce. Oh, okay. Um, 
not to break it out, I know we're talking about D4, but do you mm. remember a little time once where you came along, I think it was Luga Boa were given an opportunity to um, Luga Boa was play. the other band Jimmy was yeah, uh, exactly. singing for. Yeah. And we did, we did, I think it was a homegrown thing. Yeah. I think, and, and part of that arrangement was that um, one half of the, of the management team mm. uh, would come down as the chaperone. For the band, mm. it was yeah. Bryce. What, what happened, Bryce? Well, I was El Chaperone. <laughs> you were yeah. El Chaperone. Yeah. And uh, look, guys, I, oh, look, wow. I won't have that from you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, what, what an opportunity! I, <laughs> I failed to pick them up from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> memory. Yeah, and then oh, start shit. with. Yeah, and then uh, and then I think you I missed the fly. I did. I missed the fly. I think I failed to meet you in the lobby at the correct time to. <laughs> I think oh. every responsibility I had, I cooked. You cooked it. <laughs> Mulls, to, to the point where I was then given, if I remember correctly, Jimmy, Christmas, I was given um, credits in your next album <laughs> where you gave me a shout-out. 100%. <laughs> Mulls as could El, be... As El Chaperone. Yeah, well, that's right. Mulls might be more your man. What about more... Mulligan Casey, man? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, it, sound, it, sounds, it sounds exciting. Yeah. Okay. It sounds exciting, boys. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm up. I'd love to come right. be part of the D4 for Absolutely. the night. Absolutely. We'd, we'd love great. to have you. Yeah, if I, anything, just to get free tickets to a show. To be honest, mate. <laughs> I think that's more it. <laughs> that definitely comes as part of the arrangement. Hey, before you go, right, awesome. th- this is a great celebration, the D4 621 tour. D4 as well, if you are a new generation who haven't heard it, we're going to obviously been playing some, we're going to play some more now, but um, get it get it into, into your Spotify this weekend um, or buy the vinyl when it comes out, right? Um, you talked that's, before. That's one extreme to the next, isn't it? Yeah, I but like, I know. No, but it's, it's great. Both I just, generations, I, eh? I just, I just like the... F- fact so having transition sorry to interrupt you Bryce but having transitioned through you know when it was traditional media and like you know vinyl to CDs you know to you know wherever we are um, you yeah. know iPods and pads and now here we are at Spotify yeah. but at the same time we're able to bring out vinyl which is the the medium that we feel most passionate about mm. and, 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 and a great research you know and it's in back in vogue you know yeah. it's fantastic and it sounds Awesome. That's yeah. I mean, yeah. that's how I like to yeah. listen to my music. I, I I concur. You spoke before. I just want to know as we finish this about yeah. heroes that you'd met that were awesome. Bruce Dickinson was obviously oh, um, yeah. from Iron Maiden. Interviewed you early on, and yeah. you're like, "Well, this is crazy." What was one of your favorite lineups or festivals that you remember being in the D4, where you were, you know, surrounded by bands you loved, and you're out the back, and there they are. Yeah, anything spring to mind of of those big names that we know being good cats. Yeah. So. The definitely the pinnacle of that whole experience, I would say, would be playing um, a gig called Little Stevie's Underground Garage Festival in New York City. Yeah, and we were invited to play that. I've got the poster at home, and like we're right in the middle of of all these names. Um, so Little Stevie, Little Stevie Van Zant, Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen. Mm. Um, he was in The Sopranos. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And a big garage rock underground fan. I remember coming into New York City and listening to the radio and would listen to Little Stevie's Underground Garage. And it was the radio station right. just playing all the songs that loves. fantastic. Mm. Anyway, he comes down to see our show, becomes a fan of the band, invites us to play this festival. And that was with um, Iggy Pop, Iggy and the Stooges Reformed, um, The Dictators, The New York Dolls, wow. The 13th Floor Elevators, Nancy Sinatra... Uh, the Pretty Things, every band, almost every band that meant something to me as a kid and as I grew up and as I yeah. discovered what I wanted, what I liked, I, we're, in, we're now contemporary and we've seen them backstage, Bo Diddley, you know, and, and we're backstage and people are coming up to me you know, from me and going, oh, I really love your band, man. I was going, what? Wow. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. You know, um, that, and yeah, I think for me that was... I kind of made that whole thing complete, really, at a time to be sort of considered 
to be in that company. You felt you know? validated. Yeah, absolutely. Your music was, yeah. On the, was on point. Yeah, exactly. Well, that what we were doing is contributing. I mean, like, yeah. you know, D4, I never, I don't, we didn't reinvent the wheel. We just, like, I see rock and roll music as a, a long progression, you know, that's come from the Delta Blues and all the way through. And there's like a flag that you you take and you hand it on mm. and then you put your color on that flag and you hand it on and you put your color on your flag and you hand it on. Mm. And to be part of that, and then to be influential in a, in a you know, on, in a, a historical progression of music, totally feels like success, you know, and just feels really validating. And so that experience, mm. made, you know, make brought all that home. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. that's wicked. That's, that's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, that's cool. It's something as a show we can only hope that happens to us one day. That, that <laughs> no one a, never talk a, about us like that. A, we're validated, and yeah. B, we're we're invited to somewhere with all of our uh, contemporaries, contemporaries. <laughs> and, yeah. and and they all appreciate us. It sure hasn't <laughs> happened yet. <laughs> Yeah, the, rating, I don't think the ratings are pretty good, guys. Don't we do? Doesn't that happen every year? <laughs> oh, don't bring that up with Rog. <laughs> Mate. This is why you need to see the D four. Yeah. They're back in March next year. Jimmy Christmas. It's always a it's always a pleasure. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks Great so to much see you again. Been too long. Oh, uh, my, my, my pleasure. That was the Morning Rumble Catch Up Podcast. Catch them weekday mornings from six.